Glory, glory, Sacramento! Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Nolan, and if you haven't heard yet, there's a little virus that has put a halt to all USL action until at least May 10th. But we here at the 916 Republic are choosing to make lemonade from the lemon that is COVID-19 and are taking some time to interview some key individuals in the world of the Republic, USL, and the MLS. Today, Scott and I were given the privilege of speaking with KHTK 1140 Sports Radio's very own Matt George. Uh, We spoke to him about many things, including uh, the most recent COVID-19 diagnosis of of an unnamed Sacramento player, uh, the first confirmed case of the coronavirus in the USL. Um, We talked with Matt about who he is, what he does for KHTK 1140 Sports Radio, we got some some great insight from him about Sacramento's season so far um, as he's been covering the team throughout this 2020 preseason. Um, Matt also is a dedicated reporter um, who covers the Sacramento Kings, uh, the NBA team that is in town. So we spoke with him about the similarities and differences between the Republic and the Kings, both the organization, the fan bases, the expectations that everyone has um, placed upon those two teams. Uh, we talked with Matt briefly about his own uh, Locked on Kings podcast, in which he it's a daily podcast about the Sacramento Kings. So go ahead and give that a listen if you happen to like basketball. I don't, but I like Matt. So um, go ahead and give that uh, a follow. And then uh, we play a quick game of uh player trivia at the end that I think you guys will find engaging and entertaining. Um, Scott, do you have anything to add uh, to that? Yeah, I, just really quick about Matt. I, I mean, this he's a professional sports reporter. Yeah. He works for a radio, but he's, you know, which is, you know, maybe um, not like the most popular uh, sports outlet, but in terms of access that he's given to uh the Kings and the Republic. I mean, he's very well respected with right. both organizations. So, uh, and he, he definitely has a lot of connections, a lot more than we do, which is why we wanted to have him on. We, you know, we wanted to see uh, what he thought about uh, the, just the situation that we're in. So yeah, give him a follow locked on Kings podcast. Um, he's on Twitter as well. And um, we are also on Twitter, if you didn't know. Oh, really? So we're uh, at 916 Republic, uh, both Twitter and Instagram, uh, 916 Republic on Facebook, um, 916 Republic on Reddit, 916 Republic on Patreon. Um, and we are still, you know, pumping out content. So if you're like, oh, I don't want to donate on Patreon, but like, what are we going to, what am I going to listen to? Well, uh, let's give you a brief, uh, you know, kind of intro as to what we're doing over the next couple of weeks. So tonight we have Matt on. Uh, Early next week, we are going to have Alicia Rodriguez uh, Rodriguez on from Blurbs and Dominaba, or uh, you could say SB Nation, as she writes for a few sites for SB Nation. Um, Alicia is, again, a professional sports reporter who has connections, so um, we wanted to have her on to talk Major League Soccer, USL, and just kind of intro her as she's relatively new to uh, Indomitable City Soccer, and uh, we just thought that the listeners deserved to know who alicia is as you know we've been reading her content here for a few months and again you can follow her on social media and stuff so that'll be coming early next week and then we also have a few other interviews lined up um some stuff we can tease one is a former player a uh, very well-known former player a forward 
And then uh, we are going to have Evan Ream on. And if you don't know who Evan Ream is, he is literally writing the book uh, on Sacramento Republic history. So the guy has got some stories. Those are what you can expect for the next about two, maybe three weeks from us, from the 916 Republic. And uh, there are a few other people that we just haven't finalized some dates with. Um, Some other people haven't gotten back to us. So just looking forward to those. And um, well, let's just get right into uh, the, uh, the interview with Matt after a quick break. All right, and we are on now with Matt George from KHTK 1140 AM Radio. Wow, that's a hand the nameful. Uh, how's it going, Matt? It's going well. Yeah, sometimes it, it all blends together. What The trick is to get used to saying it really fast. So instead of saying it slowly and going through each piece of it so you can break it all down, you just mix it into one thing. Sports 1140 KHTK. There you go. Done. <laughs> wow, that was great. Oh, my God. That was impressive. Okay. Um, well, unfortunately, there is some breaking news that's not uh, the happiest. And it is COVID-19 related, but uh, the team about, I don't know, an hour before we got on, uh, it was maybe about four o'clock in the afternoon, 4.30 in the afternoon, uh, released that one of the players on the roster, unfortunately, has tested positive for the coronavirus. Matt, uh, you were telling us that you have been um, speaking with some people close to the team, and uh, you can kind of speak to uh, what everyone's thinking and what's going on. Yeah, well, first off, guys, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'm a big fan of your show, and I hope more people will start to tune in and really listen to hear what you have to offer. One of the best podcasts, if not the best podcast out there covering uh, the Sacramento Republic. So it really is a privilege to uh, be on with you guys. But yes, this unfortunate news today, the uh, the COVID-19 uh, situation dropped. It started with the Republic FC dropping a press release. Uh, and then not too long afterwards, the USL championship as a whole, they dropped their press release. And I was not aware that this is actually the first case of coronavirus that the, um, that the USL has had, which makes it very clear that coronavirus is here in Sacramento. Um, so it, it was well done by the Republic, by the USL, the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, everybody that is, has completely MLS to halted, uh, halted the leagues and halted play as much as it's an inconvenience for people like us that talk about sports and, and love to watch sports uh, all day. Uh, it's good to see everybody proactively trying to, to go against this. The press release itself, of course, is negative, right? But the positive side behind it is that this player is doing well. They're in high spirits, which is what I've learned from uh, from reaching out and talking to a couple of members of the uh, uh, the Republic FC front office. And then I, I reached out to uh, head coach Mark Briggs uh, to make sure he was okay and his family was okay. He responded to me and just said that they they were fine, they were healthy, uh, and that uh, they're looking forward to getting back out there. I intentionally made sure not to ask for a name or anything like that because truthfully, it really doesn't matter who specifically has it as long as it's contained and under control. And then I reached out to uh, midfielder Sam Werner and defensive uh, or defensive back Matt Mahoney uh, to make sure they were doing well. Uh, and both of them were doing fine. They, of course, are roommates uh, and live together. So if one of them have it, I imagine that all of them would. Uh, but that is not the case there, which is good news. So overall, 
from what I got, the impression that I got from speaking with a couple of players, the head coach and members of the front office, even though they're disappointed and upset and sad that a, a player has it, the overall mood is positive, which is a good thing. Yeah, that is a good thing. Well, uh, you've given us a, a great insight as to what's going on uh, with the club with this um, unfortunate circumstance, but we don't actually really know who you are. So, uh, Matt, could you kind of tell us, uh, you know, your history with uh, covering the team, your just maybe your sports journalism history and how you came to um, cover both the Sacramento Kings and the Sacramento Republic? Well, first off, there's a reason why you don't know who I am. It's because I'm not really that much. I'm not worthy of everybody knowing who I am, but I appreciate that. <laughs> no, uh, I beg yeah. to differ, Matthew. I beg to differ. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm with uh, I'm with Sports 1140 KHDK Radio, as these guys mentioned, uh, which is the uh, the flagship radio station of the Sacramento Kings. Here, the the number one sports radio station uh, in Sacramento. We have uh, personalities on our radio station, the likes of um, Carmichael, Dave, Jason Ross. Uh, the Grant Napier show with Doug Christie. Uh, and then I have worked for Sports 1140 KHDK for over the last five years. This is actually approaching my sixth year on this station. And uh, over that time, I've, of course, gotten to cover the Sacramento Kings, and we're also the Oakland A's affiliate. Uh, but we used to be the Sacramento Republic FC affiliate, and I was a, a fan of the Republic. Uh, I, I was a, a, a late bloomer in terms of becoming a, a soccer fan. Uh, and I think many of us here in America kind of or United States, that is kind of feel uh, the same way or have the same kind of story. I was the basketball guy that liked quick sto- uh, scoring and so much action in, a, in, a, in quick succession that uh, I was never bored versus soccer. That typical kind of USA mindset of there's not enough scoring, only one goal a game. Boring. Who cares? Uh, and then as I went to college and as the Republic FC became a thing here in Sacramento and I started attending games, I quickly fell in love with the sport to where uh, it is definitely number two in terms of uh, favorite sports and is honestly pushing uh, to be number one with the the history of the club already here in Sacramento, the access that I have. Uh, so thankfully, with uh, Sports 1140 KHDK, my position there as a reporter and a journalist, uh, I am able to have great access to cover this club. And, and I am fortunate enough to call some of these players here uh, friends of mine. And uh, I've, I have great access that I never take for granted. Uh, and all I try and do is cover the club as best as I can, make sure they are properly represented and that the information that I have available to me is also available uh, to the fantastic Republic FC fans out there that uh, love this club and have uh, understanding of this club and this game probably better than I do. Awesome. Well, you've uh, been covering the club for a few years now, and I, I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on how the team looked in the preseason, how they looked uh, in that first game, which fe- feels so long ago, um, but it was only a few weeks ago now. Yeah. And then kind of compare the team to, from this year to years past. Yeah, looking at this team, um, I think the expectations for this club are the highest they've been since the the year after they won the USL championship, right? The That club, the, I mean, they won in their inaugural season, so the expectations weren't very high then. The year after, anytime you're coming off a championship year, your fans almost expect you to repeat or be back in the conversation the very next year. This team, from speaking with players and speaking with fans and even members of the front office, I mean, they are were adamant that this club this year is a championship contender. And as great of news as the MLS news is that that the MLS is coming to Sacramento in a couple of years. 
the club was determined to compete and go out with a bang, which means they want to be competitive and they want to be champions in these final couple of seasons that they have in the USL to prove that they're ready to take that step uh, up to MLS level. So expectation wise, um, I think this club believes that they are going to be a champion contender this year. And and so I'm honestly holding them to that standard. And I've said that to uh, head coach Mark Briggs. Uh, and speaking of Briggs, I really like what he's brought. No disrespect to Simon Elliott. Uh, I liked Simon a lot as a person, although you could tell things were kind of disjointed and not necessarily, not everybody was bought in or aware of what their role was consistently. And I think that is completely out the window. And you guys, both you, Scott and Nolan, can speak to that better than I can. Uh, it seems like Briggs has laid the foundation of something that is very clear to all those players. And on top of that, which is the most important part, they have bought in. Uh, So seeing that in preseason, seeing that in the first game, even though they didn't get the result that they wanted uh, in their home opener, I think it's fair to have high expectations uh, that this club will be consistently getting three points every single week uh, and will be up there with the juggernauts uh, in the West and expected to play all the way through into October and November. We only started talking to Simon Elliott towards the end of last season, but it it does seem like this team uh, is much more bought in and aware of their role, like you said, under Mark Briggs. So it's exciting. Um, Matt, you cover the Republic, but you also um, do a lot of work with the Sacramento Kings, not only for uh, KHDK uh, Sports Radio, but also you have a a daily podcast um, covering the team. What exactly, um, yeah, what what do you do with the Kings? What is your impression of their season so far? Um, I believe they're in a playoff push. I'm woefully ignorant of all things NBA. So (laughs) that's totally uh, fine. Give us give us a, a quick take on the Kings this year and uh, your impression of them. Yeah, from your journalist perspective. Cool. Absolutely. Um, the what's important to me about covering the Kings and covering the Sacramento Republic FC is, of course, they're completely different teams, uh, mm-hmm. completely different situations, uh, obviously completely different sports. But I try and cover them the same way, and and that's where you're looking at an NBA team that is at the pinnacle, the best basketball league in the world. And you have a USL team that is on their way to becoming a team in the best soccer uh, league in the United States, but not nearly uh, the the biggest uh, league in the world. But I still try and cover them and, and, and handle how I do uh, my daily duties covering those teams the same way. Uh, but with the Sacramento Kings, you mentioned, yes, I, I host a podcast, the Locked on Kings podcast, which is a daily podcast, Monday through Friday. Uh, it's about 20 to 30 minutes a day uh, where we we talk Sacramento Kings basketball. And now that's normally a lot easier to do when there's actually, you know, basketball happening. Uh, but with this uh, coronavirus putting the season on hold, we have to be creative. And you guys know this as podcast hosts. You just have to be creative with coming up with content. Uh, but I think we're all in this together, regardless of what sport and what team we cover. We want to make sure that we're still putting out great content that so we as a community, all of us sports fans uh, can get through this time and get through this hiatus uh, together. But for the Sacramento Kings, I'm at every single home game, just like I'm at every single home match with the uh, Republic. Uh, I get the opportunity to uh, work with the radio teams every now and then for Sports 1140 KHDK. I will host the the pregame show uh, on KHDK before uh, most games. Uh, And then during the game itself, sit 
watch the game, live tweet, same thing that I do with the Republic, create notes uh, for an article that I will write at the end of the game. Uh, and then the Kings, unlike the Republic, the Kings give us locker room access to where we can go down and, and speak with the players in the locker room uh, after the game. And I get to work with a lot of great people from Sean Cunningham from ABC 10 to Michelle Dapper with KCRI 3, who uh, covers the Kings. And we can also see her at Republic matches uh, from time to time. Uh, and yeah, that's the the general gist of uh, of what I do. But again, I always make sure to try and cover the Kings and the Republic FC with the same kind of uh, vigor and energy and enthusiasm. And I got to admit to you, as much as I love the Sacramento Kings growing up a diehard fan, and as much as I, I love basketball, uh, it, I get honestly a little more excited um, covering the Republic FC because of their history, because of their success, because of the expectations. And like I said earlier, I'm, I'm falling in love with the game of soccer more and more every day. And if you're not, uh, you definitely should be because soccer is such a beautiful game and it's so broad. You can learn something anytime uh, you're watching a match. Um, and I'm, I'm discovering that more and more. So uh, you and I talk King stuff time to time. Um, sometimes we'll have, you know, the, the stream up on, uh, you know, on the sideline of a, the Sac Republic game. So we can, right. you know, keep track of the Kings game and everything. And uh, you said that you told uh, coach Mark Briggs that you were going to hold him accountable to the expectations uh, for this team in the off season going into the season, which was a championship uh, expectation. What do you think the Kings expectations were from preseason heading into this current season? That's a good question because I think expectations change a lot and expectations are also determined by different parties. Uh, So a different person can give you a different answer depending upon who you're talking with in that organization. One thing that's consistent with players in any sport during preseason and during media days is they always believe they're playoff bound, right? You're not going to talk to a player, even if they're on a terrible team and they're not that good of a player themselves. You're never going to hear them say, well, this this season's a lost cause. We're just going to go out there and try and win as many games as we can and 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 hope maybe we'll be halfway decent. No, you hear the same thing from every player. We've been hearing it for uh, almost... 12, 13 years here in Sacramento. This is the year where this team's really good. We're making the playoffs this year. We heard the same thing from Republic FC players and even Coach Briggs to some extent. Um, So to me, what that says is the Republic FC, though, the potential is actually there versus the Sacramento Kings to where... I did believe that this team had potential to to make the playoffs. In fact, I expected them to make the playoffs going into this year. Uh, but those were also feeling that also felt like a little bit of a, a optimistic kind of outlandish way of thinking to where it's possible, but not probable versus the Republic FC. I think it is possible and I think it is probable. And we're looking at the Republic as a, a championship contender or hopefully a championship contender versus a Kings team that we know isn't. The best case scenario for the Kings this year was making the playoffs and getting eliminated in the first round by the Lakers. Who cares? As long as the Kings got in and there were minimum two playoff games here in Sacramento, we were ready to throw a parade. For the Sacramento Republic FC, it's, well, if if you want a parade, you better be bringing a cup home. Uh, And uh, that, I think, is important. And it's a standard that you need to hold players and coaches and even yourself to when you're covering this team. So both of these teams had some sort of expectation heading into the season from their preseason, but they're both halted due to the obvious coronavirus, which is going on right now. The Kings, a few games uh, behind the team in eighth, how does their expectations change now? 
I'm, I'm, is it a full reset? Do they say, Hey, let's just pretend like it's a new season or are they saying, you know what, let's just continue with the momentum we had before, uh, the coronavirus break. Yeah, I think it's it's momentum based, and that's a great word to use. Is and it it goes beyond just the last couple of weeks where they found success coming into this this hiatus when they were in a playoff race. It's it goes back to um, this team had playoff expectations and the desire to build off of a really positive year uh, that they had last season. They won the most games last season than they had in in over a decade, uh, which was a, a massive accomplishment for this group and something that made us excited for this year. But I think overall, as fans, as media members, as a team, players, front office, coaching staff, I think we all got a little bit of ahead of ourselves with the Sacramento Kings uh, to where we thought, oh, I mean, it's the next run up the, up the ladder. Surely, if if they had this much improvement last year, they'll have the same amount of improvement this year, which means they'll be a playoff team. And then next year, maybe they're competing for a championship. And then a year after that, they're the Golden State Warriors and we can all throw a party. Uh, that's just not how it works sometimes. As the Kings get better, other teams get better. And sometimes you can have fluke success and sometimes you can have sustainable success. So that's where this has changed for the Sacramento Kings this year. And this is where we can also tie it in to what Mark Briggs is trying to do with the Republic. They're trying to build a team that has sustainable success. They're not just trying to be a one hit wonder, which to be fair, you could call the Republic FC championship team a bit of a one hit wonder. They won in their inaugural season. It was fantastic, but they, what have they done since, right? Now, the Sacramento Kings and the Republic FC are trying to build clubs uh, that are successful, that play the right way, that do the right things, that force their opponents to adapt to them, but also can play that way sustainably throughout an entire season. Uh, And that's been the big area of of change in expectation for the Sacramento Kings specifically this year, uh, which is why momentum is extremely important, the word that you brought up, because they had found a way to sustain success over the last month, and what stopped them was a, a virus that nobody saw coming. Same question, but now for the Republic, do they need to reset at all, or are they just going to pretend like, hey, you know what, let's just say that the season starts now. Oh, that's a good that's a good question. I think that's something that Mark Briggs and 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 the club as a whole need to try and figure out. Now, one thing I know for sure is that the players are still are still working and and Briggs and the training staff have given these players specific things to work on and to do and and to to have their morning workouts and things like that that they're able to accomplish on their own. And I think what's extremely important is when the season does resume, not if. I'm I'm saying when because I'm being optimistic. When the season does resume, I expect this club to expect their players to hit the ground running. So I'm holding them to that expectation. Yes, there's going to be some rust. They haven't been working together. I imagine uh, there might be a mini training camp where they have a couple of weeks to figure things out, to get back in shape. uh, And then the season will resume again. Uh, It's a lot of problems for the league to figure out. And people that are paid a lot more money than you or I have, have smarter soccer minds. So we'll leave those problems to them. But as for the Sacramento Republic, I, I imagine they're approaching this as they would approach a, almost like an all-star break, right? Uh, Where it's just a week where you have it off and you got to stay in shape and make sure that you as an individual uh, are are keeping sharp and and, and, and having the same approach to the game as if you are in mid-season form. And then when the opportunity to step out onto the pitch and, and actually perform and get points is available to you, you have to take it right away. And one thing I can say for myself, but I believe I can speak for the entire club and every team in, in sports around the world right now 
is when sports do come back and games do come back, I guarantee you these players aren't going to take those moments of stepping on that field and playing for granted again because we are in a situation right now where sports has completely stopped and it's completely changed our way of life, their way of life. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see how they're able to work their way through it and if things can return to normal. All right. Well, let's let's transition to a little bit of a game here. This is called uh, the Wikipedia game. And uh, full disclosure, uh, Nolan and I took this from another podcast called The Total Soccer Show. They're one of the most uh, popular soccer podcasts in the country. But it's a pretty simple game. This is how it works. I'm going to give you a few details about a player. Your goal is to try to guess the player's name. Here's the catch. I'm going to tell you how many clubs that player has played for. Uh, we're going to start with Nolan, and Nolan will then uh, tell me how many clubs he needs to hear to guess that player's name. Now, the person that has the lowest number uh, of clubs named that guesses the name correctly of that player will win. So, for example, if Nolan says, oh, well, I need five clubs named, but Matt says, I need four clubs named, I name those four clubs, and then Matt guesses the player's name correctly, Matt would win. Congratulations. But if Matt guesses it wrong, then Nolan would win. There's one more twist. If Matt does not need any clubs to be named, he says he can just guess the player off of the few details that I give, then he would say, I need no clubs, no clubs named. Or if he says, actually, I feel like I can name some of the clubs of this player, then he would go negative. So he would say, not only do I not need you to name any club, Scott, but I will give you the player's name and two of the clubs or three of the clubs or four of the clubs that he has played for. So we just have uh, two rounds of this. The first one is going to be easy. You guys are going to know this very quickly. This is a uh, a quite famous player. So a legend. A legend. So, well, we'll see. It, <laughs> Scott, it might be question. to be determined. Yes, Nolan. Do the their the players like college days count as a club, or is that part of their like youth development? Uh, no, I will tell you what college uh, okay. they went to. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we'll start. No, it'll Nolan. It'll be your first uh, guess, I guess, as to how many clubs you need named to guess this player. Here are okay. the few details, okay, of this player. Was born in the U.S., but played his youth football abroad. However, he did play. For the U.S. youth national teams at the U18 and U20 level, um, he is a midfielder and is currently on the Sacramento Republic roster. Oof. Okay. Has played for 15 clubs. Oh, it is. One of them three times. Two of them two times. So if uh, if somebody had been loaned out and then you know like you know they were brought back that counts as two clubs. So if Sac- yeah. like say Nolan was loaned from Sacramento Republic to San Jose Earthquakes, that counts as two clubs. Okay, um, or if Nolan went from Sacramento to San Jose and then back to Sacramento, that counts as three total clubs. But I'll tell you, hey, there was one of them that has been repeat. So there's one club three times, two clubs two times for a total of 15 clubs. Nolan, how many clubs do I need to name for you to guess this player? Three. Three? What? Yeah. You, you said 15? 15 total, yes. 15 okay, total I mean, clubs. Three. 
three. What okay. happens if I can't guess it? Then it goes to Matt. Then you get it wrong, and Matt just gets oh, the point. Man. Okay. No, give me give me five then. Five clubs. Okay, so now yeah. it goes to Matt. Matt, you can either go a lower number, or you can tell Nolan that he has to guess the name. Oh God, I think I know who it is. I feel like I do too. But my arrogance will get the better of me. You know what? Screw it. Yeah. I'm the guest. I can run and hide, and, and you can never hear from me again if I get it wrong. I need <laughs> four clubs. Let's go with that. Oh, okay, man. four clubs. So then it goes back to Nolan. Nolan, do you want to go lower or force Matt to try to guess? I want Matt to guess. I hate you. You want Matt to guess. Okay, okay so I will read uh, the clubs from uh, oldest to most present. So okay. uh, the first club is Chivas USA. Oh. The second club is Ventura County Fusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, here we go. Okay, this is not in English anymore. Okay, this is, the next club is Cuervos Negros de Zapotolanejo. Oh, ah. I actually did that pretty well. And then the fourth club is Cuatro. Cuatero. Yep. Cuatero. There we go. It's a club in Mexico. Yep. I think you know this. Yep, I, I I think I do. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, Rodrigo Lopez. Final answer. Yay, Matt yes. got it. Okay, so he, Rodrigo Lopez, played for the Ventura County Fusion three times. Oh my word! Uh, played for the Portland Timbers technically twice because they were in USL and then expanded to Major League Soccer. Mm. So technically, they were two different teams, and then the Sacramento Republic twice. I didn't realize, to be fair, I didn't realize he's played for that many clubs. I didn't either. I didn't either. And I also didn't know that he played his youth uh, career in Mexico. He played for Chivas de Guadalajara in Mexico. I think I remember him mentioning that in an interview. That's the only reason why I I knew that or felt like I knew that. Okay, well, we only have one more. This is also a member of the current uh, roster. This player played collegiantly for VCU, Victoria, uh, Virginia Commonwealth. I know. Oh, uh, I know who it is. Oh, okay. Uh, was born in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and also played his youth football in Virginia as well. So Virginia born and bred. Hmm. Virginia boy. He has played for 10 clubs, one of them two times. And there's also the kind of... Um, a weird MLS USL connection. I'll give you that hint. Okay. Um, so we'll start with Matt. Ten clubs, one of them two times. How many clubs do I need to name for you to guess this player? Ten clubs, one of them two times. Um, he, I mean, Nolan knows it. So I'm I pretty sure to, I do. I just have to either say it off the dome to win. And I think and he could I, be wrong though. That's true. I think I know who it is. You know, I'll say one club. I'll give Nolan the shot, and if not, then okay. I, can, I can try and steal. Okay. Okay, one club. Nolan, what do you think? I think I know who it is, and I think I know his clubs. Okay, so how, what, what's the number? Uh, the number? Yeah, how many clubs do I need to name? Or are you going to go negative? How many I'm gonna clubs go negative. can you name? I'll show off. Yeah. Okay, yeah. How, many, what, how many? Negative one, negative two, negative three? Do I have to get them in order or can I just list them randomly? No, you don't have to get them in order. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm going to get at least for four. Negative four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm done. Yeah. You're done. All right, Nolan. So uh, what's, who's the player? It's Carlton Belmar. Yep. Yes. And he played at Sporting KC 
Yes, one. KC2, or Sporting KC2, or were, were they under a different name? I I won't. I mean, it's up. To, what do you think? It's Sporting KC two. Uh, technically no, but yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll maybe. Let's see what else you can get. Nashville SC. Yeah. In the USL, uh, Richmond Kickers. Nope. No, wow, I screwed this up. <laughs> now that I think about it, that's all I know. Sporting KC, Sporting KC two, and. Nashville. Matt, can you name any other clubs that Belmar has played for? Besides the Sacramento Republic FC, no, he named, oh, he, named yeah. he named the the one that I knew for sure, which was Nashville. Uh, yeah. I actually wasn't aware that he played for Sporting Kansas City, but hey, the more you know. But I, I thought I knew him from the the Virginia Beach thing, uh, just because we recently wrote an article on him. But yeah, it's Carlton Belmar for sure. But I I'm, I mean, I don't know if I technically win or <laughs> if he does. I did not know uh, too many clubs that he has played on before Republic. Uh, I'll I'll give it to Matt because Nolan technically didn't name yeah, four clubs. So it, screw that up. So it's the Swope Park Rangers, which are yeah. now Sporting Kansas City too. Uh, um, he also played for uh, Mississippi Brilla, which is a a League Two team, RVAFC. Um, huh. The Portland Timbers U twenty three, another uh, League Two team, Portland huh. Timbers two, where he won Rookie of the Year, and then he went on loan to the New York Cosmos, only made one appearance. And then signed with Swope Park Rangers, then uh, Sporting Kansas City, uh, back down to Swope Park Rangers, then Nashville, then Sacramento. And can I just say one thing about Carlton Belmar, too? Because I'm really excited to watch him play more, and I know at his position it's kind of tricky to see where he's going to get consistent playing time, so it's a good problem to have for Mark Briggs. But watching him in person, holy smokes, is that dude fast. Like, if you just have the opportunity to watch this man run, uh, it's it's pretty impressive so that gives the republic a very significant weapon i was watching highlights of him when when the republic first signed him and i recognized the speed that he had but seeing it in person you're like man he 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 can uh if you get uh, carlton belmar on a counterattack, good luck catching him oh yeah yeah and he uh he didn't make the the 18 in that first game he might have had a some sort of injury so he's actually one of those players that gets a little bit of a time to rest up now that the league is on hiatus and will be back hopefully May 10th. And hopefully by May 10th, he's healthy enough that we can actually see him run. Totally. Well, Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Um, how about you let us know where we can find your work and uh, follow you on social media and everything? Absolutely, Matt. Uh, it was my p- pleasure joining you guys. So thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at MattGeorgeKHDK. Uh, you can find the Locked on Kings podcast, uh, probably where you listen to this podcast, but pretty much anywhere, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, things like that. Again, it's Locked on Kings. Uh, you can find me there if you're also a Sacramento Kings fan. And then uh, I encourage you, check out and keep listening uh, to this podcast if you want great coverage of the the Sacramento Republic FC. Uh, if you ever want to talk Republic soccer with me, please feel free to uh, reach out on my social media on Twitter. I'm very active there. Uh, and all of us try and be a, at as many, if not all of the home matches at Papa Murphy's Park. So if you see me, recognize me. First off, that's weird. Uh, but second <laughs> off, uh, if you do recognize me and know who I am, feel free to say hi. I would love to chat with you in person. So thank you. Yep. So, all right, Matt. Well, thanks for coming on the show and uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you soon in person. I can't wait, man. Let's get some, some soccer back. This this the coronavirus is killing me for a whole different reason. Yeah. Yep, me too. All right. Well, talk to you soon.